Welcome to Unstoppable Female Entrepreneurs, where business expert and success coach Kelsey Matheson teaches you how to massively grow your business, navigate the mind drama that's holding you back, make more money, and acquire the skills and confidence to become unstoppable. Hello, my friends. You are listening to Unstoppable Female Entrepreneurs. This is episode number six, and I'm Kelsey Matheson. Today, we're going to talk about imposter syndrome. I'm super excited about this episode. Last week, we talked about your X factor, what makes you unique, what makes you special, what makes you stand out from everybody else in your space, and why do I want to work with you instead of somebody else? The idea of the X factor is so important to consider as you build your business, as you reach out to your niche, and as you create your marketing and your branding and your messaging, but it can also be triggering. So what do I mean by that? For many of us, embracing what makes us amazing is hard, especially for us women. It's hard for us to see our own brilliance. And I'm sure it's hard for men as well, but I see it over and over and over again with women. I read an article in the Huffington Post that said little girls are less likely to think that they're smart or don't see their own brilliance as early as six years of age. This was based on a study that was published in the journal Science that shed new light on girls' capabilities to defy stereotypes in fields and industries that are traditionally dominated by men. So this not believing in our brilliance starts at an early age. And then another article in science.org states that women who believe brilliance is a prerequisite for success are more likely to doubt their abilities. Even though these studies typically relate to industries in the STEM fields, being science, technology, engineering, and mathematics, I see this in entrepreneurship as well, because most of you wellness entrepreneurs did not go to school to get your MBA. Most of you did not start out in business. And I know there are some exceptions, but for the most part, You wanted to become a yoga teacher and lead retreats all around the world, or you became coaches after being stay-at-home moms, or after you decided that you hated your nine-to-five job, or your wellness biz was maybe a side hustle for a while, and then you decided, yeah, this is what I want to do as my full-time gig. But if you're a yoga teacher, and you've done your 200-hour teacher training, maybe your 300-hour, and possibly you've trained in Ayurveda, or you became a Thai massage therapist, or maybe even an energy healer. That is where all your training has taken place. You have an abundance of confidence in those areas, but building a business is not in your wheelhouse. I talked about the difference between confidence and self-confidence in episode number two of this podcast. Confidence comes from external evidence and experience. You've done something over and over and over again, so you have confidence in doing it. But when you're new at doing something and doing it requires you to step outside your comfort zone, like building a business, then you need to generate self-confidence. Because what I see with many of my clients is that imposter syndrome will flare up. Well, or at least they think it's imposter syndrome. When I think about creating the content for this podcast, I think about what will help you grow your business and what is stopping you from growing your business. And imposter syndrome comes up a lot when I'm working with my clients. You entrepreneurs love to talk about imposter syndrome. (laughs) It's such a buzzword these days. And what's interesting about imposter syndrome is that it never really goes away. 
No matter what level you're at in your business, you will struggle with it, especially as women. And I really noticed this when I graduated from the Life Coach School certification program, and some of my fellow students really struggled in calling themselves a life coach. They shared that they felt like an imposter, that they felt like a fraud saying that they were now a life coach. And I know many of you struggle with the belief that you are a massively successful entrepreneur. Or maybe you struggle with owning that you are brilliant at what you do and because of what you offer, the world is a better place for it. Many of you struggle with owning that. I mean, I know, I get it. I still do myself. The imposter phenomenon is the psychological experience of believing that one's achievements did not come about through genuine ability, but as a result of being lucky or having worked harder than others, or have you've manipulated other people's impressions, right? I got that from entrepreneur.com. I see women who are very successful, but they think it's because of luck, or it's because they worked harder than anybody else. Or when newbie coaches tell people that they're a life coach, they think they're being manipulative because they don't truly believe it themselves. Essentially, that's imposter syndrome. But is it really a syndrome? Let's look at it this way. If you keep telling yourself, I suffer from imposter syndrome, I guarantee you that thought will keep you stuck. How can you possibly grow your business if you keep thinking that you suffer from imposter syndrome? You can't, and you won't. If you think to yourself, I suffer from imposter syndrome, what feelings surface for you? Like if I think right now I'm an imposter, for me, the feeling of shame immediately surfaces. And when I'm thinking that I'm an imposter and I'm feeling shame, how do you think I'm going to show up to grow my business? Well, I'll tell you, I won't be creating new valuable content. I won't be putting myself out there, signing up new clients. I'll be ruminating about what others think about me or how I'm coming across or who do I think I am anyway. From a place of shame, I'll be confused about next steps on how to build my business because I'll be spinning in my head about not really being an entrepreneur. I don't have an MBA. How am I supposed to know what to do? Or maybe I'll buffer by going down the rabbit hole of looking what, uh, at what others are doing in my field. And I'll look at how other entrepreneurs are putting themselves out there or marketing their businesses. And then I'll do the whole compare and despair dance, <laughs> which will perpetuate the thought that I'm a fake and I'm a fraud and I'm an imposter. Do you see how this works? The fact is that you have a business and many of you have goals associated with that business. That is all completely neutral. It's not good. It's not bad. It just is. Then you choose to have a thought about it. And notice I said the word choose. If you've chosen to think you have imposter syndrome, then you will perpetuate that thought because you'll be taking action from a state of feeling shame or whatever the emotion is for you that's generated when you think you're an imposter. It could be embarrassment, anger, sadness, anxiety. When you think you're a fraud, an emotion will surface and you will take action from that emotional state. And let me tell you, if you're taking action from a state of embarrassment, anger, sadness, or anxiety, or shame, in my case, you will not be getting the results that you want. If you say you have a business, but you're not doing anything to grow it, then essentially you are proving to yourself that you are an imposter. If you're not putting yourself out there for people to find you, you're not giving yourself the opportunity to even get clients. 
You're making it impossible to grow your business. So you'll stay exactly where you are. I don't know if anyone has ever officially been diagnosed with imposter syndrome by a doctor or an expert, but what I do know is that choosing to think you're an imposter is a thought that won't serve you, your clients, or your business. Now, I mentioned earlier that it never goes away, no matter what level your business is at. And what I mean by that is our human brains will always try to keep us safe. That's what they're designed to do. So as you work towards making your first $10,000 or 100K or your first million, your brain will try to stop you at each juncture on your entrepreneurial journey. As long as you are dreaming big, my friends, you are going to experience a doubt and your brain is going to tell you that you're doing it wrong or that you can't do this or that you just don't have the skills or the knowledge. And the key here is to accept those thoughts. You don't have to believe them but you're going to have them. So since that's the case, we bring awareness to those thoughts. We acknowledge them. We say, oh, hi, brain. I see you. I hear you. I know you're just trying to keep me safe. And you accept that. It becomes a problem when we latch on to those thoughts. It becomes a problem when we start believing them. When you say, I suffer from imposter syndrome like it's a fact, you are latching on to that thought and believing it. And how is that serving you? Well, I'll tell you, it's not. Now, we still have to bring awareness, acknowledgement, and acceptance to those thoughts, right? We don't want to dismiss them and try to automatically shift into thinking a more intentional or productive thought. We do want to pay attention to them because that will help us to unpack these beliefs and emotions and actually process them because that's how we're going to get our power back. Suppressing them won't serve you. It shoves them down, but they don't disappear, Because energetically, they stay stuck in your body, they continue to fester, and then they're ready to surface for another day. The ultimate goal here is to pay attention to them through awareness, acknowledgement, and acceptance so they properly process, and then we can step into our power. Now, like I said, as long as we have a healthy brain and as long as we have great big goals, we will constantly be presented with thoughts that are trying to keep us small, and that's okay. This is a part of the deal, my friends. (laughs) The mind drama is real, and that's okay. Telling yourself, I suffer from imposter syndrome, is just a thought. It's not fact. And the great news is, it's 100% up to you if you want to latch onto that thought and believe it or not. Part of our jobs as entrepreneurs is allowing for the fears to process through as they come up. And here's why I believe that. Because if you resist or avoid your fears, you won't achieve the dreams that you have for yourself or your business. And here's what's cool about fear. It's just a vibration. Fear is just an emotion. It's just a vibration in your body. And let me tell you, the more successful you become, sometimes the more fear you'll experience. You'd think it was the opposite, but sometimes the bigger you grow your business, the more those doubt demons will try to keep you safe and keep you small, so more fears will start to surface. And that's another reason I believe it's our responsibility as entrepreneurs to learn how to properly process our fears. And let me tell you, sometimes that's all I do with my clients. Every week, we'll work on another thought 
that has a lot of fear attached to it, and we'll dig into it in order for them to properly process it so they can move forward in their business. And then the next week, they're like, okay, Kelsey, I'm feeling stuck here. And we'll look at all those sneaky thoughts that their brain is offering them. And we do the work to make sure they're not resisting those thoughts or avoiding them or latching onto them and believing in them. Doing that kind of work will move the needle on your business because we can't see our own mind drama most of the time. When we think I suffer from imposter syndrome, we think it's fact. We think it's factual. And unless you can prove to me that you've actually received a formal diagnosis, I know it's not a fact. I know it's a thought that is not doing anything to help you as an entrepreneur. It's not helping you build your business. It's not helping you serve the world in the way that I know only you can. All right, my friends. So here is your question to ponder this week. What beliefs do you have that don't serve you anymore. Beliefs are nothing more than thoughts that you've thought over and over and over again until they become a belief. Throughout our lives, we've learned thoughts and beliefs directly and indirectly, and most of them are now so ingrained within us that we're not even really aware of them. And that's why this question is so important. Bringing awareness to these beliefs is a skill we can develop so we can recognize thoughts and beliefs for what they really are and when they're holding us back. What beliefs do you have that don't serve you anymore? That's what I have for you this week, my friends. Thank you again for listening and for all the wonderful comments and messages I've been receiving. I'm so glad that you ladies are digging this podcast. (laughs) All right, please let me know if there are any topics that you want me to cover moving forward and have a fantastic week, everyone. Ciao for now. Hey, if you'd like a weekly dose of motivation, inspiration, and actionable tips to grow your business while managing all the things, then you need to get on my email list. Just head over to KelseyMatheson.com to join my list. And while you're there, check out the awesome free content I give away. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share with other female entrepreneurs who need some love and support. And of course, if you haven't already, I would be so grateful if you subscribe, rate, and review my show on your favorite podcast player. Thank you for listening and I look forward to connecting with you next week.